Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Battleground. This is a podcast where Battle and Friends talk all things wrestling and laugh with comedians that are way funnier than him. And you never know who's going to stop by. Here is your host, Battle. So I'm going to go ahead and let you in on a little secret <laughs> before you start listening to this episode. Um, I'm a complete dumbass, and apparently I did not realize my mic was not on until about maybe 10 minutes into the interview. Accidents happen. Accidents do happen, but please forgive me and still love us and leave me a five-star comment, but you can make a funny jab about how Battle is a rookie and never turns on his <laughs> microphone. So without further ado, we're going to get into this week's episode right now. We also do have a special guest on the show, Mr. Brickster. We'll talk about him as well, and uh, we're just going to have some fun. So enjoy uh, me being an idiot for, for the next 10 <laughs> minutes with not turning a microphone on. It's like trying to loosen up before we start this thing. It's like the weirdest thing in the world. But we are back. It is time for another week. It is a... Well, it's not time for another week. It's time for another episode of Battleground. Uh, my name is Battle, uh, and Eli's over here with me. What's up? And uh, each week we just sit here and talk wrestling. That's all we do. We yeah. talk wrestling and make fun of people. And let's just go ahead and jump right into it. The one thing that everybody has been talking about, the very, very horrible, shitty Money in the Bank pay-per-view and the way it ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've been thinking about what I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, ever since Sunday night. You know, um, I go back to In Living Color and hated it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I give it a C plus. You're giving it a little too generous in my book. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the women's briefcase match was good, and then Bailey cashed in. Um, Becky, that, that whole thing kind of went, like we said, lose to Lacey or she would beats Lacey and then loses to Charlotte. Um, I didn't expect the cash in that night. Yeah. Um, that is really cool when you, when you have it that same night. Um, the, I was reading that they're, they're trying to get Charlotte to 17 reigns though, to beat her dad. So like, that's why they said that she's gonna, she's gonna have a lot of these two and three and four week reigns just to get her. I get. I get that part, but it's like you're then kind of tarnishing it just so she can say that she's better than her dad. And, you know, we all know how this is going to be. They're yeah. going to put the storyline back to where she hates her dad. Mm-hmm. She's going to say she's the best. I mean, we all see how that's going to go down. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, Ric Flair had more titles than 16 anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't know why that's the number they agree on, but... Um, it's like Goldberg's record in WCW. He was like 153 and zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people have it as like 25 or 26 range. So, anyways, so we're, you're going to see the SmackDown title definitely lose some luster in the next couple, probably year, whatever how long it's going to take. Um, it was weird. Me and you talked about it. Um, the Raw Tag Team Champions weren't the titles weren't defended on the show. Um, 
The women's tag team wasn't defended. Which is very weird because they like pushed this big ordeal to have the women's tag team titles. It was a big thing. WrestleMania, the Iconics won it. And then it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah. They, and and th- they're getting a reaction. Like people kind of like love to hate them. And um, I I don't know why they weren't they weren't on the car. I mean, it was cool that the cruiserweight title was defended. Um, and it didn't get pre-showed either. Yeah, it didn't get pre-showed. Um, the SmackDown champs fought the Usos, but it was a non-title match, evidently. But then it was like if they won, they're the number one contenders, and it's very. I'm I'm still trying to figure out this whole bouncing back and forth, back and forth wild card, and then it's like you're gonna. Face Daniel Bryan and Eric, but it's not a title match. Yeah, they've done this. Um, it seems like it's been a lot in the last five or so years, but because I think even Kofi had to do that too. But it was like you have to beat the champion in a non-title match, and then that makes you the number one contender, and then you get a title match. And it's like it's almost like they're like dangling the carrots, like oh well, they beat he beat him in a non-title match. Maybe right. he'll get the belt, and then you know. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Rollins and Styles was solid. Um, you know, Kofi and KO was solid. Um, you know, getting to the men's <laughs> briefcase. Um, so first off, <laughs> here we go. This is this is where we've been waiting for yeah. this part right now in the show. So first off, the match itself was great. I mean, a lot of you know, Ali had some big spots. Finn Balor, um, Ricochet, Ricochet, yeah. Um, but the whole thing with like Sami Zayn. So like, so you mean to tell me that Brock Lesnar jumped him and then strung him up upside down in the back? Like that would be something that like Bray Wyatt would. Do. And that's what we were texting back and forth because I was like, okay, he's strung upside down. You're like, here we go, here we this go. This is it. We're finally getting it. That would have been a perfect debut. And I sent out a tweet about you know something about Bray Wyatt, and somebody retweeted it, and then we come to find out some girl tweeted us on Twitter saying. No, Bray Wyatt is actually with JoJo because apparently she almost died giving birth to their kid. And I, I haven't seen any reports online about it or anything, you know, anything about complications, but I, I get that, that if that was the thing, then, you know, I, I get being with your family. But, you know, I was kind of reading some of the so-called dirt sheets, and they were saying that uh, the whole thing was it was planned to have that eighth person come in. It wasn't known that it was going to be Brock. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew until Brock got to the gorilla position that it was going to be Brock. Yeah, and no was, one in the match knew. And nobody knew, and that was why they made Ali as that guy to stand there. Because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, they're literally about to just hand Ali, who deserves a title shot eventually, mm-hmm. but they're literally about to hand him this Money in the Bank contract. And he's sitting there, and he's holding on to it, and I was like, there's no way. Something's yeah. about to happen, and... I mean, everyone thought it was Braun. You know, they thought he was going to come out of the crowd or something. And, you know, Ali's, you know, we don't know what would have happened, but, I mean, he should have been in the the fight picture before before he got hurt. The elimination chamber. Yeah. Kofi. Yeah. So, you know, not to say that that we would be in Ali mania right now or anything, but, you know, just bad timing. You never know what would happen. But he's been killing it on facebook or twitter and instagram and stuff he uh he made a crack about brock climbing the ladder he said that's the most wrestling he's done all year <laughs> and it, it's true yeah I mean. and then he, he the night him and andrade fought last night 
And he posted on Instagram and he said Winter gets a full name. So <laughs> And he's fine with it. Yeah, that's, so that's, he's so he's he's killing it right now. But uh yeah, I thought it was gonna be strange if that was his his pick. Um but um I don't know, man. It, they just keep, well, and me, me and you've talked about it off off air, but um, you know, for what Brock is paid every year, he's he's paid roughly about five hundred thousand bucks a match. Right. So the McMahons are always going to make him a big deal. He may not have the belt, but he now he has the chance to get it anytime he wants. And, you know, you, you kind of look at it, because after watching Raw and SmackDown the other night, Paul Heyman does his thing, Brock came out, and, of course, you've ne- we've never seen the side of Brock that we saw the other night of him coming out with the boom boxes, dancing around. Yeah. You can see a funny video we have up on our Instagram. It's Battleground Podcast, by the way, uh, to a great Limp Biscuit record. Yeah, but it's uh, the thing that rolling, rolling, rolling. Yes, the thing that I was sitting there thinking is like you sit there and Brock comes out, but I'm thinking, okay, if it's not Braun that didn't come out and it wasn't Brock, could it have been Lars because he just been kind of you know running through the roster mm-hmm. and they did that you know six man tag match and here comes Lucha House Party and then Lars music hits and he comes out and destroys destroys them, them yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, well maybe Lars is the guy that. Hung Sami Zayn upside down. Yeah, um, I mean that would you know obviously if you Google you know he's got a lot of Lawrence has a lot of heat on him right now and they just find him like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. So I think they've kind of cooled a little bit on him. I mean I think he's going to be a big player in the next year or so, but I think you know with all that stuff right now I think that would have been just a lightning rod. But um, but yeah it was just the the whole thing with. Sami Zayn being strung up and hung upside down and stuff. That was just not many people on the roster. That's their character. Right. So, but like you said, maybe it's a new Brock Lesnar. Maybe now he's giddy and he's kind of whatever. It's almost like he's thriving in being the bully, you know? And, right. And um, that's, that's kind of the way I think that they're going to roll it because it's like he got up on the top and mm-hmm. he's like yelling at people and mm-hmm. I'm back, baby. And he's yeah. like smiling and just going mm-hmm. with the crap. Because, I mean, we all know his mic skills suck. Yeah. That's why it's with Paul Heyman. Yeah. And Paul Heyman has going to make Brock relevant, especially now that he has this money in the bank. Because you saw the other night on SmackDown, you know, at the end of Kofi's match or whatever, he's holding there with the briefcase and he's like taunting him. And then, of course, we get the appearance of Dolph Ziggler, who's been away for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's making the money in the bank contract relevant, keeping Brock's name in there <coughs> without Brock having to show up and do anything. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because Paul he referenced Rocky Hard Picture Show, I think twice in his little thing. So that was kind of funny, but I mean, he could read a phone book and it would sound incredible. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I was reading, you know, one of the dirt sheets, they were saying they think that they think that whoever he challenges at super showdown, that's his cash in. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. And, the last couple, I guess it was last year it was Braun and he, his got washed away because of the shield. And then I think did Baron Corbin, was he the year before that? Baron Corbin was the, I believe so. Yeah. And he, he got squashed. Yeah. That was a John Cena move. John Cena said he's not ready and he got squashed. Um, so I think that they're, they have to, I think, I think he has to win. I think at this point, you know, they keep throwing out the stats of how many people, 83% of the people have cashed in and won a title or something. I mean, I think, I think it's going to diminish the contract too much if they, if they let him lose and they have to keep it above 80. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, I, 
I don't I don't see them letting Seth beat him a second time, and I I don't see Kofi beating him. So like, because wasn't and I, if I remember correctly, when they did that whole WWE Network, and it was like beasts in the East or whatever, when they went to Japan or China or wherever, and they had the Brock Lesnar come there, and his squash match was Kofi Kingston. Yeah, probably at this house show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that, but. It, <laughs> Sometimes I sit there and think, what is WWE doing? And another thing that we're just kind of scratching our head at is they hyped up this big new title. Mm-hmm. And for the track record, when you say Mick Foley is bringing out a new title, you're like, eh, last time he did that was the Raw Championship, and everybody calls it the catch-up strap. So mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, he's bringing out a new title. What's it going to be? Is it going to be a hardcore title? Is it going to be... Nobody knows what it's going to be, and then all of a sudden... Boom, there it is. Yeah, 24-7. Um, I, you know, I'm a belt, belt guy. You know, I like the classic stuff. And um, everyone was hearing it was either the hardcore belt or some kind of legends belt where people, you know, legends come back and they defend it. And I guess they were trying to think, like, maybe that's what Goldberg and Undertaker would fight for at the thing or whatever. But Right. I mean, so it's basically a watered-down hardcore belt. I mean, I guess there will be hardcore elements that you can fight anywhere at any time. And, you know, um, so it's definitely a PG version of that. Uh, the belt is probably the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. You it know, the stuff, so bad. <laughs> the stuff that I've been sitting there seeing is like Waffle House, a arcade token. But I think the best part is the fact that, you know, our truth has it, and he continues to call it the European title. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I, yeah, well, okay. It, so everyone, everyone was like, I, you know, I've seen like, hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. People on Twitter and stuff like, I don't know why you're not giving a chance, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well they've just watered down like a cool thing. Like a lot of people love the hardcore title, you know? I mean, it was a really fun thing and you could, you know, uh, there's, I think there was a point where like Molly Holly beat somebody so that we had, a, you had a woman challenging for it. And like, you know, you're just all over the place and any weapons 24 seven, whatever. Um, and so they've kind of watered it down. And then they've also mentioned that um, they were saying that like the last, through the third hour of Raw's when you're going to see that spotlighted. Yeah. Um, Which that just goes to show right there that it's going to be the way to fill out that third hour. Right. And it's also not a 24-7 thing. Well, I guess if you keep up with everybody on social media, it'll be a 24-7 thing. But like if we're only 
paying attention to it one hour a week on the show. Right. But I mean, last night with our truth, you know, dressing in drag and all that kind of stuff. Like I, that pretty much put me out. I'm, I'm out. So. And it's, it's kind of funny. Cause I'm sitting there watching, like you said on Twitter and everything. And like, even the WWE crew is getting involved. Like Steve Carino has been sending out tweets of like him with our, you know, our truth, one of on the plane and mm-hmm. you know, one of him backstage with the photos. And it's like, what if, you know, you've got, they're going to make it thing. Like, I mean, look at, I'm going to call him Rockstar Spud because that's all I know him as. Yeah. But look at that. I mean, he's running around and somebody... Throwing yeah, flyers out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and somebody the other night made the funny comment of, you know, Drake Maverick looks like that one rhino at the end of Jumanji where he's the last person in the pack running. But, you know, it's it's great that it brings all this attention to it. It's mm-hmm. funny that Titus O'Neil was the first one and then Bobby Roode. And it, it gives the, I guess, the mid-card guys something to get TV time. I mean, Let's I, get I, I get ready it to rumble, but it's just, you know, in a 24 hour span, the WWE just completely, it's just so alarming how tone deaf they are, you know? Um, and, you know, I think Bailey, you know, she's always been popular. She's kind of lost some of her heat since she came up to the main roster but i think once they broke up her and sasha like the last few weeks she's really kind of turned a corner um so i was surprised she won it but i mean i thought i mean you know obviously got a good reaction so um but just the whole brock thing and you know i think they kind of it's almost like it's almost like they said on saturday morning like you know what we're gonna do this 24-hour thing let's let's get a belt by monday and that's all they could get. That's that's it. And that's yeah. it. It's a green strap. There's nothing on the side plates. No. And mm-hmm. it's it's a very interesting belt. Yeah. And uh, there is a belt that is about to be announced that's probably going to be way better than this 24-7 belt. We can't officially announce anything yet about this new belt, but... Uh, just wait. It's a coming. It's coming. Speaking of something else that's coming, uh, this I'm like horrible on these transitions, but uh, this weekend is Double or Nothing, and Eli's going to be there. So it, it looks like a very stacked card. You know, Jericho and Omega, you've got the Rhodes versus Rhodes. You've got the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, that, that'll probably steal the show. And then, you know, you've got Adam Page and... And um, I don't know what he goes by now, but... Well, that's actually not happening anymore. Is it not? Yeah, I, I guess they, I'm just kind of scrolling off of Twitter on that yeah, one. Yeah, they... Um, so, I guess... I guess they had a a final, uh, whatever, production meeting or whatever. And he's going by Pac now. So, um, he's um, he's a the world champion of... I want to say Dragon Gate. Something in the UK. And he, he like, stays in care. Like, he takes it very seriously. So his whole thing is he's not coming to Double or Nothing to lose to Hangman. Right. And they couldn't decide on a... They couldn't decide on how to end it. So um, so they they actually fought in the UK Saturday night, I think. Oh, okay. So that that's, that fight's already available. You can you can see it. So um, I think they're coming up with a replacement for Hangman. Um, obviously, everyone's thinking... Moxley, but um, I'm not sure. I can see that those two have the same kind of. Yeah, that'd be wild. Um, you know, Ty Dillinger from WWE. He he just announced he's going to be in the Battle Royal, so I guess he's he's in A and W now. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see what happens with with Hangman now. Um, 
they, you know, I think we've already talked about it. They did announce the TNT deal. Um, I'm re- I'm just I'm ready to see the belts. I want to know what kind of what kind of hardware they're going to have. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it kind of like our Ring of Honor, and it'll be like a world, a TV tag team, six man. Like I don't know what kind of what kind of belts they'll have, but um, yeah, pretty excited. I fly out Friday morning and uh, show Saturday, so. I think I'm gonna to try to take some video and maybe post it up on our Facebook. See, see what, see what we can do with that. Well, uh, well, yeah. So make sure that you like our Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Battleground Podcast, and we're on Twitter, Battleground IHR. Uh, but now, enough of us kind of rambling about uh, this week in wrestling. We do have a guest on the show today. Uh, he is a local legend in my book, and he is a fashion icon. And he has a special guest with him, so I'm going to let Eli set this one up. Yeah, so um, this guy could be an honorary member of New Day. I mean, just just positivity and, um, you know, he's one of those. He he has a message that goes along with his, his wrestling, and um, I... Uh, uh, I've seen him a couple times at the Basement East, and um, he's kind of uh, kind of has an '80s influence to him, so I'm I'm all on board with that. But um, yeah, so we have in the studio Mr. Brickster. Here we go. Let's get ready to rumble. All right, we are back with another episode of Battleground, a very special episode today. Uh, a local legend, that's what I'm saying right now, a local legend is in the studio with us. How about that, Eli? I support it. Works for me. Let's uh, let's introduce the entire world to Mr. Brickster. How you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, it's just a beautiful day here in Nashville, even though it's raining. Just uh, the people out here are beautiful. The vibes are beautiful. It's possibly the best city in the world. Let me ask you this, because I know that you're a Buffalo fan. Yes, sir. Was it a forward lateral? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Baylor, I mean, popped him. Uh, you know, it, it was definitely, uh, it wouldn't fly this day and age. <laughs> right. I just had to throw that out there. And age. Back then, you know, gloves off. I mean, you know, people, uh, you know, made those decisions. But this day and age, it definitely wouldn't have flown. So I think the Bills would have gone to the Super Bowl that year if it wasn't uh, the the yeah. Music City Miracle. I just yeah, had to throw yeah. that out we there. We would have won probably, and uh, I can't guarantee we would have won, but uh, we would have we would have tried our best. That's for sure. Well, we didn't win either that year, but let's uh, let's uh, move past football and let's talk about your background. How did uh, let's just give everybody a little synopsis of how everything started. So is it if I'm traveling a little bit, does it, will it still pick me up? Pretty yeah, good? it'll be on either one of these two mics. Oh, sweet, because I got my little guy with me. Uh, you know. One thing about me is uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad, so I watch my boy Valor Monday through Friday. Uh, and for those that can't see, he is killing it right now. Yeah, he's he in is. here, man. He's in here right now. He's moving around during the week. We uh, we moved down here to Nashville. Um, what, well, baby? Oh, you want to sit there? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> we moved down here to Nashville probably about a year and a half ago. We felt called, compelled to move to a new city. We came down here with nobody, uh, no family, no friends, just packed up a U-Haul, felt called by God. We wanted to be obedient. We got into U-Haul. We came. So when we came here, uh, part of the mission was I'm pursuing the wrestling dream. My wife's a boss. She's making the money. And I take care of little boy during the week. So we don't have all the all the uh, babysitting uh, people put in spot yet. So typically he's traveling with me. So I got him today. And he's just, he's awesome. So it's, it's been a blessing. Uh, the question again. Just wanted to get people caught up in my life. And, uh, hey, there it is right my there. My boy's here with me. 
And I'm 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 kind of jealous about the outfit that he's got on. I'm sitting here looking. I'm wearing yeah. t-shirts and jeans, and he's over here styling and profiling. Yeah. He is, man. He's styling and profiling. He's got it. You know, we can't we. Uh, <laughs> I can't let him go out like that. You no, know, man. I can't let him go out like that. You got to bring some of that New York style down here. Got to, got to. Well, so what was the question again? I think it was a little bit of like uh, we kinda, just kind of wanted your background, and you just kind of summed well, it up right you know, there. That's the background. I mean, I got in the uh, the entertainment business years ago. Uh, this is kind of something that's starting to come out in the wrestling business. Um, but maybe about I don't know, maybe about thirteen years ago, my first entertainment you know uh, situation was I was casted on a show on VH1 called I Love New York. I was a character by the name of Romance at the time. Uh, it just so happened to be a huge show at the right time. It's right when reality TV was popping. You yeah. Know, it's right after the flavor of love and, and all that type of stuff. And it ended up going on to kind of be one of the more so, uh, I think it's the most network watched television uh, show of all time. Yeah. You know, even o- over the Kardashians. So that's kind of where I started. I did that for a while. I was on this wave. Uh, but I was young and I was making a lot of bad decisions. And, you know, I just, I just, yeah, I, I just, I was, I was, I was young. So, uh, Basically, after that, got back in the workforce, uh, had a family, met a great wife, thank God. Uh, and then, <laughs> you know, just kind of was just bringing home the money and, and not really using my gifts, I would say. And just after just years of just, you know, 60 hours a week or whatever and making this company all this money and not feeling appreciated, I was just like, man, I'm not using my gifts. So I just felt called to wrestling. Uh, I went all in. I felt that's what the business needs this day and age. And if you want to be a wrestler, it's so competitive. So if you're not all in, you're probably not going to make it. And uh, we just put everything on the line, sold the whole house, sold the whole barn, and we're all in. That's killer. Well, um, the second question was about I Love New York. So you you kind of touched on that. Um, can you kind of explain that a little bit? Like, um, you know, what was the the selection process and what, what was the actual experience on the show? Because you're right. I mean, there was a time where VH1 was probably the top reality show network. I mean, they had that. They had, a, what was it, Tool Academy. They had Rock Love, Daisy Love. I mean, it was like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Charm School. Charm School. Uh, you know, then the guys that I did the show with Chance and Real, shout out Chance. You know, rest in peace, Real. Great guys. You know, they had Saddle, uh, I think it was Saddle Ranch. And, and so, yeah, so there was a really good spin. And, 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 you know, it was right when reality TV was kind of, you know, I think Survivor kind of started putting it on the, mm-hmm. on the map then. Uh, American Idol started putting it on the map yeah. then. And then all of a sudden it started getting a little bit raunchy. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it took a spin because, you know, I guess just the world this day and age just loves reckless stuff. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so then that's kind of when it took it. I was down... Uh, in Florida, in Ybor City at the amphitheater, I'll never forget this. I went down with friends for a birthday. Just got out of a bad breakup. Uh, they felt I needed a vacation. I think I'm just turning 21, and like I'm just down there just mingling, man. Yeah, you know, I just buying drinks for girls, mm-hmm. doing my thing. Little did I know there was people on the top floor looking down, kind of scoping the scene, and they were casting for a TV show. They kind of just came down and scooped me, you know, because being from Buffalo, we don't. We don't necessarily have any entertainment. We have a lot of hardworking blue-collar people. Yeah. People work so hard, and, and that's where I've learned a lot of my work ethic from. But, uh, you know, I don't have entertainment in Buffalo, so I did this casting call. I went back, and my life is never the same. Man, just just hearing the story about how this all kind of started, and it's 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 yeah, it's a very great story, and just hearing how everything started and how you got called down here and everything. Let's kind of jump into uh, the pro wrestling thing. What uh, when did you decide you wanted to be a pro wrestler, and has had you always wanted to do this? 
So basically, I realized after walking around, well, okay, let's go back. So my dad brought me up on pro wrestling. He brought me up on, you know, he was crazy. My dad was wild. He was just such an exotic guy and he was so unique and he loved, you know, um, extreme championship wrestling and have come to Buffalo and we would just all bring, we we're young, we're so young. And he'd be like, yo, get the weapons. And we'd go there. And, you know, next thing you know, I was seeing the Sandman and Sabu and Taz and Al Snow. And like, I'm young. You right. Know, I'm seeing this in front of my eyes. New Jack. Back when it was ECW. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, Paul Heyman with the hat and ponytail, you know, dude's awesome. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, this is stuff was just so uh, authentic. That's the best way to put it. it. Was raw and authentic, and I just seen it, and it was just so compelling. It was just awesome, and I loved it. And then, you know, we got into the cheater box and the pancakes. And I know you new people don't know about that, but that's how we used to steal cable. And my dad used to steal cable for us. So you'd have the pancake, the cheater box. We'd all get I had together, one of those. And the cheater just, chips. Yeah, and like, believe me, man, it wasn't like this high def stuff, guys. So it's not like you know, but whatever we seen was still magic, and we would rent all the. Well, we wouldn't rent, but we would get together and act like we would rent them all and we would watch them. And it was just amazing. And then my dad tragically passed away uh, probably about five years ago off a sinus infection. And we were best friends. So, um, you know, it was one of those things where when I got out of the business or when I got out of the workforce and pursued the wrestling business, I wanted to do it to kind of, you know, honor him and respect him he's never seen me in a ring he's never seen me wrestle my dad never knew i would ever be a wrestler it's so sad but um but it's just one of those things where i just felt it would honor him and this is kind of a flip side of it to circle it back around i just look like a wrestler i don't know why god created me that way it just is what it is but for years i'd walk around with my wife my kid anywhere fairs malls and i had people running up to me Wrestler, wrestler, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, and then, of course, if they don't know wrestling, they just remember it. It's like, you know, Bret Hart, you know, Shawn Michaels. Throw out some random. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone with a mullet, uh, you're a wrestler. And, you know, after a while of just walking around and breaking kids' dreams, because as soon as I turned around, they found out I wasn't Kenny Omega or Dolph Ziggler. They basically would cry and run away. Uh, I was like, well, I love wrestling. It's something that I'm into. I could honor my dad. It's It's got my full entertainment background. It's challenging. Uh, definitely will help me overcome fear. And it was just all those things where I just felt called to it. But I felt called to wrestling not so much because of what I did in the ring, but what I do outside the ring because my message is everything to my wrestling. Right. And, it, and it's, you know, I've kind of followed along and ever since I got introduced to you through a mutual friend of mine, Eli's Jesse, I've been kind of following your story and, you know, love everything that you're doing and love, you know, ev the character and your matches that I've seen on YouTube. And it's Appreciate like phenomenal that. stuff right there. Thank you so much. And, and, you know, I've only had like 35 plays in my life, you know, um, I mean, there's people that have hundreds of matches and stuff like that. I've only had 35 and. You know, I've been doing it for years. I trained for a year and a half before I went to the ring. You know, 
Lex Luger is my dad mentor in the business, and he brought me up, and, and I knew damn right I would never disrespect that business. So I got brought up the right way. I didn't do three weeks of training and get in the ring and do a super kick and call myself a young buck. Um, I made sure. And not only that, through my training, I blew my knee out, and that took 12, 16 months to come back. And so by the time I even had my first match, I was already a couple years in. I was banged up, surgeries, and, and uh, broke. So it's just one of those things where – but that's my journey of wrestling. Everyone's different. There's people that will do a tryout next week, get a job. What, baby? Oh, he fell. Sorry. <laughs> Just asking. Um, there's people that have different journeys, and, you know, there's different. That's my journey. I was called to it. And, you know, it's okay. Um, but, you know, I was brought up at Grapplers Anonymous up in Buffalo, New York. They taught me Brandon Thurston, Braxton Sutter, Mikey Evernight. They taught me the basic foundations of how to just respect a ring, basic fundamentals. You know, then I came down here, got polished up by Crux Wrestling, Kerry Awful, Kevin Koo, uh, you know, Dylan Hells has been huge, Southern Underground Pro is home, uh, and i just been around the right people. i constantly been around people that are better than me, and the thing that I want to do for wrestling is carry my message as the Brickster, um, and it's brick by brick, and it's much like Legos becoming all different shapes, size, and colors, but when we come together, we can build great things. And, and more than anything, that's all I care about doing is just sharing that message. I think it's what the world needs right now. I think wrestling is about a bunch of guys trying to be the badasses and not many wanting to be the John Cena. Uh, and that's my heart. I'm a dad. I love kids. I love people coming together. I love speaking at schools. Uh, this is my life. Brickster is my life. This isn't just a, just a, a character that's just false. I walk around with Lego bow ties now. I walk around with them in the ring. Uh, so that's just kind of a little bit of what wrestling is to me. Sorry, I'm so passionate about it because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give almost everything up besides my wife and kid for it. And I know I'm babbling a little bit, but but that's, that's just a little the, bit of my message. That's why how, we brought you on. How important it is. Yeah. And that you know, and that, like Eli just said, that's why we brought you on. We want our listeners, we want pretty much the world to know about you and your career and everything that you've been through. And you kind of touched on uh, Lex Luger for a little bit, and Eli's got something that he has uh, written up for over here. So Yeah, I mean, just kind of dig into your relationship with him a little bit. Um, and I mean, in my humble opinion, um, I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, growing up, I'm a Sting dude. That was my guy. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, him and Luger, they had some battles and Luger's a multi-time world champ, probably the best U.S. champ of all time. No, no offense to John Cena. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of dig into to that. I mean, is it is it just some mentorship or has he given you advice? I mean, what, what's what's it's been me and Le- it's just been it's been favor. It's been a blessing. Uh, it's been humbling to uh, basically I started my career and there's people around me that were very worried about the wrestling business as I, I, I would hope anyone would be for someone starting the career, just kind of seeing the way it was in the past and what it does in your body and the travel. And so I had some really good people in my life back in Buffalo, uh, people from the chapel that just kind of, you know, just cared about me. You know, and, and just cared about the decisions I was making and was watching from afar from a different through a different lens. And they just realized, hey, Lex Luger came back to Buffalo. He unfortunately came back to Buffalo from Atlanta. He's born and raised in Buffalo. Uh, his dad passed away, so he had to come back and yes. be his mom. And that was kind of right when I was maybe about eight, nine months into training. And, and he started going to our church. And one of the main guys at the church, my brother runs uh, the, the, the group there, Vintage, uh, he's the uh, college pastor. Shout out to my brother. He's been a huge mentor in my life. Love him to death. 
Um, but anyways, Lex started going there. One of the higher ups, uh, Ryan Cozy, love him to death. He, he scheduled a lunch with us and I just went to lunch. He's like, hey, how about a guy who's been in the business and a guy who wants to get in the business? Let's all get together and we could all learn. And you know what? Me, if I could learn, I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my door open. Oh, yeah. I don't care where where you are. Top, bottom of the food chain. If the door's open and I can learn, I'm in. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. And plus, I loved Lex, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, you're just a fan and stuff. So we just sat together and I just told him my story and, and he just kind of looked at me and and uh, he just he believed he believes in me. You know, so it was like we just really linked up and I started meeting with him weekly. And then, uh, you know, I was getting some advice not only through wrestling, but just the business side of it, how to market myself. He was one of the first wrestlers to get a contract. I don't know if you know that, but he's kind of, you know, he kind of started that because he came from the NFL, mm-hmm. went to the, the wrestling business right when contracts really weren't coming out yet. So since he had all that knowledge, because he had, goodness, maybe had, a, I think it was like a 15-year football career before mm-hmm. he wrestled. You know, before he had all that knowledge, he came in, got himself a contract, all that, you know, Flair, all those guys seen that. So he kind of was the, you know. The, the first one. Who, yeah, he headed that up, you know. And um, so he just taught me the business side and, and how important it is just to constantly build relationships and build family. And, and you you got to build your brand now. You know, we're on Music Row right now. We're in Nashville, Tennessee. There's probably, you know, people all through this area right now that are all just trying to make it, you know, with that one song or, or you know, that one big hit wonder. But that's just not how it works, even here. You need to go city to city and, and, and build relationship by relationship and, 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 and share your message and build your brand. No company wants you unless you've already done the hard work. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way it is now. So Brick Nation, Brick by Brick, Mr. Brickster, Built Like Bricks, it's a brand. Um, it's a message. And we're just going city to city, trying to build people up, trying to learn, and just constantly be around people that are better than us. Man, just sitting here, I'm getting like goosebumps. Like I feel like listening to you talk, I want to run through a brick wall, and it's not going to like affect me right now just yeah. because of the hype that you've given us. And uh, It's... It's one of those things where if I don't believe it, why is someone else going to believe it? Right. So I'm constantly going in front of these people. And I was thinking about this on the way here. You know, all elite wrestling, right? I don't even know if we're going to touch on this, but I'm going into it. So they just did this big, huge thing on their TV show or their episode show, Casting for a Librarian. I was watching my boy, much like I am now. He was just so happy to be napping in the room. And I got out the phone and cut about a 10-second promo for him. It absolutely went a little farther. Thank Jesus. Out of all the submissions, I became their librarian for about four weeks. We cast it when they came in Nashville. They posted it. They decided not to use it. And then they decided to use other people. The point of it is, is this. Is people seen everything. Their guards are up. It's a reckless world. People are trying to get in the wrestling business without the right message. They're trying to be selfish. All these people making the big decisions in the business, they've seen it all. Their guards are up now. So you got to be very creative and unique to these companies for them to even see you. The point of the librarian is, is they know the librarian, but they don't even know the Brickster. And they haven't even had the chance to ask. And it's okay because of the way the business is. So if I can't go in the front, I'll eventually go in the back. But I'm going to get in. I'm going to land somewhere. I won't stop until I do Unless the door closes and something else opens. And if I'm not a professional wrestler, everyone needs to know I'm completely fine with it as long as I'm doing things to build people up. Yeah. 
Well, I think you brought up a good point how, I mean, this applies to the music industry too, but I mean, you know, these companies, they, they want established brands. They, they don't really want to, you know, diamond in the rough, mold them, do all this kind of stuff. Same, you know, I think that's part of why it took so long for AJ Styles to get to WWE, you know? I mean, he, he's been this good the whole time. Absolutely. But no one knew him, you know? So he had to do the Impact thing in New Japan and all this kind of stuff. So by the time he came there and said, bam, here I am, they're on board, you know? So I think that's a... I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, building the brand and building the message, I mean, that's how you're going to do it. You got to. You got to because you got to show that you really want it. There's there's very little people that succeed with no work involved. It just doesn't happen anymore. Mm-mm. You have to put the hard work in so people see that you really want it. You have to learn to respect the business so people see that you really want it. Me, if I were to go into an interview for wrestling... And I know I'm going to be in the room with 50 other incredible, talented people. I want to make sure when I go in front of WWE, All Elite Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan Wrestling, Southern Underground Pro. Southern Underground Pro. I carry every single promotion on my back. In the ring, outside the ring, daily life, dad, husband, everything. If I go anywhere, I want to be able to tell them that I gave it all up for wrestling. No matter what, I'm willing to give it all up. As long as it doesn't ruin my character me being a husband, me being a dad, and I can stay consistent to my message. I'm willing to do it all. And it's like, I want to be able to go in a room full of all these other applicants. That's what you need to be able to do now. Yeah. They need to know that you're willing to do it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So those years on the road, those years setting up, tearing down rings, I love it all. You know, uh, meeting people in all the cities and stuff. It's, it's just been an incredible journey that taught me so much about the wrestling business. I wouldn't want it any other way. And like I said, again, everyone's journey is different. Someone might get signed tomorrow, never wrestled a day in their life. You know, by the time I get signed, I might have already had three surgeries, packed up all my family, maybe have gone broke. But as long as I can get this message out, I really don't care. And my wife's behind it, and she's the boss, and she's amazing. Because if no. she wasn't behind this, this this train wouldn't be moving. No, no. You know? So my wife right now is working a full-time job to support me for this message so I can make it in the wrestling business. And it's just crazy, you know, because my wife didn't want to do that. She never thought that she would have a guy walking around with his clothes off, you know, <laughs> wrestling, getting sweaty with guys in a ring, having mm-hmm. kids take pictures. No woman, I don't want to say no women, but that's the last thing a woman wants to hear from their husband five years into a marriage. And my wife just, she's a boss. She owned it. She's seen the value in it. She's seen the message. <sighs> she's awesome. So it's been awesome. It's been great. You know, you you kind of touched on your home base being with SUP, and uh, how did how did that happen? How did you get involved with Southern Underground Pro? Well, you know, right place, right time. I think going there and being teachable and showing up to help out. I think that's one of the biggest thing. I, I look at the roster and look at the the. I don't want to say core of people there, but there's a little bit of a core people at SUP that make it SUP as far as the wrestlers that come in from different places, and I see how they got in and. They all showed to help out, you know, like you got, you got to be willing to do that. You got to be willing to put your pride down and just be willing to just take orders from others and, and want to learn more and, and make the business better. Uh, but realistically, I was getting trained by Carrie Awful, Kevin Koo through Crux, and it was just one of those things where that first match had to happen because my first match ever was at Southern Underground Pro. I mean, this is like the... My full comic book is there. It's going to be the birth, 
the death, the resurrection, everything is in Southern Underground Pro. Um, and it means so much to me that they even gave me that because having a spot at Southern Underground Pro, I think, because I think it's probably top five promotions in the country. I know it's newer, so people are kind of still trying to get their feet wet with it, but what it offers and the talent it has in the area it has, I think it's one of the best in the country. Um, but just to have a spot there, it's just a blessing. I love all the people that, that run it, all the people that come in for it. And I just love Brick Nation in Nashville. It's been so good to me. If it wasn't for Brick Nation in Nashville, I would be nothing at Southern Underground Pro. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different atmosphere there. I've I've been I think I've missed like two shows just because I was out of town. But uh, I mean, it's just the Basement East is just the perfect venue for it, and it just it's it's wild. Um, so speaking of that, you guys had a match during WrestleMania weekend in New York. Um, tell us about the match and what that experience was like during that, you know, very busy weekend for wrestling. It was, it was, it's the highlight of my career right now. I know I'm I'm a younger wrestler and I have a younger career, but it was a highlight of my career because we had the opportunity. And again, let's just go back to me even getting that spot. Um, so I've been really new to the business. I've been wrestling for about a year. I've had 30 matches for me to get a spot at Southern Underground Pro to go represent them. Um, like I said, if it wasn't for Brick Nation in Nashville and them just constantly getting behind me and, and just building me up and us building each other up, I don't think I've ever would have got that. Um, so I think it's just, it's just it, was, it was just a bunch of things coming together and going out there to represent Southern Underground Pro to show the world what we are. Um, that's what meant meant the most to me. Um, you know, having the guys O'Shea and Cabana Man Dan by my side, I wouldn't want it any other way. And we got a chance to display what we have out here in Nashville and, and let the world, and we put the world on notice, like what we have going on here is special. And no matter what organization tries to come through here, it will never be what, what Southern Underground Pro is. So we're just, I was just grateful to be there uh, and grateful to be around such incredible people and learn from all of them uh, on both sides and just, just be at the collective, you know, uh, game changing wrestling and independent wrestling.tv and, and all the other promotions and, and getting a chance to network with everybody. And, and it just, it was a, it was a, it was a game changer for me for sure. Man. And it's, you know, I, I kind of saw some highlights. Jesse tweeted some stuff out once again, phenomenal stuff right there. And it just goes to show why they called you up to get in that match. And, you know, just, it's amazing to see that match you up in New York during the biggest time in wrestling. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, it's it's one of the things about being ready. Um, you never know when your number's going to get called, and I think that's why it's so important to stay training through the week uh, in the ring. I think wrestlers constantly should be training, and I've been banged up a little bit, so I've not done as much, but staying in the gym and eating healthy and, and constantly feeding your mind the right stuff, whatever that is, different for each of us, but our minds are factories and everything we put into it grows. So you constantly want to be just learning the craft, and the business is always changing. Um, you know, so for wrestling to me is I just always want to be like Lex even taught me this is like, just stay ready. If you stay ready, you're never, you know, and, and I'm just trying to stay ready with the million things going on in life and, and all the uh, obligations and, you know, family and, and whatnot and, and um, just enjoying it. You know, I love the people. I love the people. Um, me and my dad were always into interesting types of people. I think wrestling brings out the best in people interests. Like you meet uh, all kinds I'm of people, oddball, man. Like I'm from the land of misfit <laughs> toys. So, you know, 
if you got a flavor, so the wrestling business is cool, and I just love all the different types of characters, and it's just been, uh, just being up in New York was awesome. I got a chance to, you know, help out, work for some promotions, you know, and just kind of just, just be there and listen and learn from, from the best in the world. And, uh, you know, basically majority of, of everyone or anybody was in that building. So I uh, got a chance to meet the Rock and Roll Express, got a chance to meet um, Orange Cassidy, got a chance to, you know, hang out with the AIW guys, AIW all day. You know, the Cleveland boys are family, you know. Thorne and, and Bishop, Maserati West, and all those guys out there, Dom. Yeah. <laughs> Valor knows. They're, they're family, man. So, like, Cleveland's what's up. So, I just, I got a chance just to finally just embrace people that I love. I think that's the best way to say it. There it is right there. Our guest right now, Mr. Brixer, is hanging out in the studio. Uh, you know, we've asked a couple of guests here recently with AEW finally announcing their TV deal with TNT. Um, what do you think their chances of survival are? This go around with Ted Turner back in the wrestling business. I love it. I love it. Um, I love them. You know, I, I love what they're doing. Um, I'm, I'm an entertainer, right? I'm a wrestler, but I'm an entertainer. I'm into pop culture. I'm into events. Uh, I try to go to all events. I try to, you know, I'm sponsored by some clothing lines. I'm, all Elite Wrestling is a lifestyle. It's going places, it's cigar events, it's music events, it's constantly wearing the brand on your back, it's, uh, it's, it's style, it's fashion, um, it's drama. So everything that All Elite Wrestling is, is basically me. That's what I can say. With the whole TV deal, I think it's incredible. I think it's a great time for wrestling. I think it gives people more opportunity because all these rosters have to be stacked. Um, I think it's going to be interesting how they compete and interesting how they you know, kind of start telling their stories because uh, they're having a lot of, you know, overseas performers and such. But I think it's awesome uh, because I love I love that art. And I'm excited to see what they do. And I hope, I'm hoping to uh, be working with them in the future. Yeah, I, I think it's cool, too, because they've talked about um, the way I've heard it. It's almost like uh, like a fantasy football kind of a deal where they're going to, like, you know, put stats up so you get a certain amount of stats for wins and losses and, you know, finishing move. You got the pin from this. And, sure. and, I, and I think they're, you know, they're really going to do it more of a sport focus and not the, mm-hmm. you know, soap opera thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm actually going to double or nothing next week. So I'm pretty stoked. Um, what the, uh, there, there's a new Southern Underground show coming up June 2nd. Do you want to? touch on that yeah and i'll just go back to like all elite wrestling real quick so one thing also that i love about them is that it's it's something that they value as family they value you know not working you know 300 days a week and stuff like that and if you're any man like that's cool uh because holidays are fun so i also like that about them and i know that they're going to be taking care of their employees they have mm. really good backing they have really good credibility and for what they have as far as the brand that they have the equity that they have and the people invested with only having one show, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, it's crazy. Yeah. To, to have a billion dollar backer and then have, you know, TNT, which obviously used to carry WCW back in the day. And like you said, you know, talking about less working days and also trying to do health care and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're, they're already, in my opinion, light years ahead of what most companies are at the starting point. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'm really excited about that. 
And like I said, I, hopefully I'll be working with them in the future. Um, you know, I think my brand would go very good with what they're looking to do. And um, yeah, I mean, I was only a part of one of their plays, which is cool. It's good enough for me. Hopefully we'll have more more stuff in the future. Awesome. Um, yeah, uh, on June 2nd, we got another show at the Basement East. Um, are you partaking in that? I know the last... Are we allowed to talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, told you, so... I told you after the last show, I was bummed because you got injured right at the beginning. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was, uh, you know, Brick Nation's just the past couple months had a lot of steam and it started up in New York and it kind of started coming down over here and into Georgia and SCI and everything. And, and we were we were on a roll. We were on a roll. And then a couple guys came out and they decided to uh, start being cheap, start, you know, uh, basically went for my knees. And for a couple weeks, all these dudes kept trying to jack up my knee. So it's not 100. I'm actually in PT right now for it. Um, I will be there June 2nd, though. Oh, so boy. don't worry about that. Just called the shot right there. We'll be there June second. So. Mr. Bricks yeah, is going to be Southern at Southern Underground, Underground Pro. Pro. I will be there. He's going to be an announcement. He's going to be at the Beast. Now, uh, speaking of announcements, where can people keep up with you online? What's the best place? Awesome. So basically, uh, Mr. Brickster on uh, Twitter with two R's. Uh, the thing was is since I'm pretty, I'm pretty new to the business. I started Twitter pretty late. So I, I use a lot of Instagram as my handle. So that's kind of where I do a lot of my stories and stuff. Uh, that's Mr. Underscore Brickster. Uh, BuiltLikeBricks.com. Uh, I do uh, schools. I speak to kids regarding my Lego message and bringing people together. Uh, I do events. Uh, obviously, you could book me for wrestling. Uh, so those are kind of all the ways you can get in touch with me. Or Facebook, Ricky Perillo. I do that too. Uh, whatever's the easiest. There it is. Anything you need to get in contact with Mr. Brixer is right there. And, we'll, of course, we'll throw up a link once this is posted of where else you could stay up to date with Mr. Brixer. But, dude, sitting here for the past 30 minutes, hearing your story, uh, I feel like I'm hyped up for the week. I'm ready to run through a brick wall, no pun intended. And uh, <laughs> just hearing your story, man, it's, it's awesome to hear this stuff. Dude, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. And just want to leave everyone with one last thing. Just know that, guys, people are one word, one sentence away from changing their life. And you have the ability to do it. So just go out. Encourage people. Tell them you love them. Change the world brick by brick. I don't even have to say anything else after that. That's, that's, that's it. That's it right that's there. It. That's, that's it. it. That's how we'll end it. That's it. <laughs> Man, such a cool guy right there. I feel like I could literally run through a wall right now just listening yeah. to Brickster talk for yeah. the entire time. I want to go update my wardrobe. I I, his go. son is more styling than both yeah, of us combined. Valor, he is the man. It was, it was a cool hang. So, Oh, man. So definitely check him out. They're going to be over at the Basement East, I believe. What That show June, is June 2nd. So make sure uh, we'll put a link where you can get tickets and get all the information. Uh, next week, there is a big event happening Saturday at the fairgrounds, June 1st. It is Farewell to the Fairgrounds, uh, Overdrive, and House of Hardcore Presents. And, of course, there's a guy on the card. He goes by the name of Tommy Dreamer, but we also know him as the King of Extreme, which... Actually, I'm not going to say nothing. We'll just let you figure out next week. Tommy Dreamer is going to be on the show. <laughs> there it is. Very subtle. And uh, also next week, there will be a new, hopefully, fingers crossed, a new announcement for a new championship title, which will be on the line 24-7. 
Hope so. Hope so. <laughs> so anyways, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars. Leave us a nice little review. Follow us on social media. Uh, you can get everything. Instagram, we are Battleground Podcast. That's where you can get all the details. Eli's got his podcast as well, which is... Music City Horror. Go give them a like and follow as well. Until uh, next week, we'll talk to you guys later. Later. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.